When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Touchdown, There are no flags on the field! It's a miracle! What's going on, everybody? It's Titans Unfiltered with Music City Miracles here, back at it again with another episode. Um, I will say it's so much, it's a lot more like inspiring and easier for us to get on the microphone and kind of talk Titans football after a victory. And uh, we'll go over a few things that I, that we seen that we liked and but we didn't like. But Nick, what was your overall feeling coming out of that game last week? I said to some buddies after the game. I think that first half of Titans football is the best I've seen that offense look since probably 2020. I, I, better than any point last year, I'd say. Yeah. I don't know about you. Uh, the way that they were able just to kind of come out and drive it through, I'll, I'll say, no, the Chiefs game last year. I'll say it's pretty close. Chiefs game last year. Yeah. That's probably mm-hmm. true. Yeah. But uh, they, it was drive after drive after drive after drive. And uh, they were pro- they, it was definitely sharp. And Henry being involved in the passing game worked. Like, it's just whatever it takes to move the ball and, they like, to get away from what the defense is kind of ready for, which is Henry up the middle or Henry Toss, then I'm all for it. Yeah. It, it, I mean, especially after what we saw from the Bills game, the way they came out, and they, they pretty much couldn't be stopped that first half. They did whatever they wanted. Tannehill looked excellent. And, you know, like you said, they got Henry the ball. And I think they realized like the run game isn't quite what it used to be, but we got to figure out ways to get him in space. Cause you know, we, we saw people talking about, Oh, is Henry on the decline when he can still get the ball in space. It's very clear what he can do. He's just getting hit, you know, two yards behind the line and falling forward for no yards gain. Um, And we saw, he didn't bust any huge ones, but we saw him put together some chunks that he hadn't done before. So that was encouraging. Um, but the flip side of that is how they looked in the second half. I mean, I think the total now on the season is they're outscored 57 to seven. And so it's kind of like, what's going on there? That's such, they were the best offense in the first half of last week's games. And like, I think third or fourth worst in the second half. Like that's a huge shift. Like I can understand how good they were playing wasn't sustainable, but like, Fall in like middle of the range or something, but they would just totally drop off the cliff. Yeah, there's not enough adjustments that a defensive coordinator can do that you just have a drop like that. And it's been that way all season. Yep. Like the, yep. the Giants game, the Bills game. Uh, I mean, the I mean the Bills game 
they kind of spread it off right before the half. And, like, kept Bills, of course, we know what happened after that. But then, like, you go in this Raiders game, and they just – the first half, I'm just like, man, like, I absolutely love being in the stadium for the first half of Titans games because it's phenomenal. Yeah, just second, leave at halftime. Yeah, second, second half, I'm like, golly, man, I could have already – I could have got a head start on the walk. We're not, we're not going to do anything else in offense. Nothing. It's crazy. And I think that – I mean, it's putting us in a spot to where we're just having to kind of squeak out these wins and it makes it look like we're playing the competition. I just think that we have something that we're doing. We're taking some kind of foot off some pedal or it's supposed to be if we're at this kind of point at this point, like we're trying to do this and kind of milk the clock when it should just be go for it. Like, let's yeah. go. Well, I'll credit uh, Will Lomas for putting this theory out there that like um, Tim Kelly is slowly becoming the shadow offensive coordinator because Vrabel had talked about how he had gotten Kelly more involved with the run game um as well as keith carter and so if kelly's responsible for like drawing up the passing game and he's now more involved with the running game it's like what is todd downing doing yeah i and put out look a tweet, at like i'm pretty sure i put a tweet out during the second quarter i was like it's tim kelly calling plays like yeah. what the hell's going on but it's all like the scripted stuff they can prepare for beforehand that's why they look so good when they come out because kelly i think is probably giving him like hey here's the set of plays. And then once Downing's on his own, he doesn't know what to do. And I think that's where he struggles the most is like a lot of his play call design is pretty smart. He just doesn't have like the play calling finesse or know how to adjust to the other team's adjustments. Like you said, the other, um, uh, the Raiders probably went into halftime. Like we're getting killed. We need to start doing this, this, and this. And Downing probably just went in like, well, that was uh that was good, huh? Should we try that again or should we just stop doing all the stuff that worked? I don't know. Like he doesn't prepare for their adjustments. He just right. like still has his plan. And then when it doesn't work, he just, you know, it's like heading his head against a brick wall. And so there's no like, like, all right, maybe they get stoned on the first drive or two, but then, you know, by the third one in the second half, he should be adjusting. And to be fair, there were like, a couple of plays that stalled those drives, like Traylon Burks, the throw was a little bit behind him because it was. It was. Um, Tannehill was in pressure, so he had to yeah. get it off quick. But he like randomly jumped. I think if he stays on his feet, he can make that catch behind him. Uh, and then Austin Hooper catching it all by himself for the first down and then just kind of laying there instead of like reaching out or rolling or something yeah. that could have continued the drive. So there were a couple of things that kind of stalled it. Um but yeah, that's just something it's, it makes it really stressful as a Titans fan. Cause no matter how well you do in the first half, you're like, all right, the storm's coming in the second, like, are we going to be able to survive it? So right. if, um, if I had, if I had a photographic memory, I'm 102% sure that I could go back to last year when we were doing this podcast and you've said before that Todd Downing goes to the second half and he just doesn't know how to adjust when somebody yeah. else adjusts. And we like, I feel like, I feel like you have to be broke. You like, you bring it up all the time and everybody else knows it, but yeah, nothing happens. I'm like, what? It's like, something's got to happen. And I mean, it, and I know we've had the conversation, like, it might be the last year that Todd Downer is off the coordinator. They might just move to Tim Kelly and just everybody will just, we'll just act surprised. I'm okay yeah. with that. If, if that's what you got to do. But until then, let Tim Kelly stay super involved because we're not stupid. We know that his involvement has to do a lot with the way that some of that stuff yeah. looks. 
because of how some of that stuff looked. That was like, the, I mean, we're like making Tannehill look like a quarterback that can actually, he's, he's like picking apart defenses going mm-hmm. down the field. Well, that's not what that we've never done that. That's not what we do. Well, I will say though, like all the play action though, he did that when he first came in with Arthur Smith, and that's mm-hmm. where Tannehill is at his best. He can pick apart the play action, but last year, Downing didn't like run any play action, which was so dumb because it's like, hey, what does Tannehill do best? Play action, right? Let's not do that at all this year. It was just the dumbest thing he could do, but especially whenever, especially whenever we had uh, with Foreman, who they had yeah. to respect. Like, so it yeah. would have worked. Like, but that's just because Henry's not back there. It's like, all right, well, we, obviously we got to change it up a little bit. Well, you didn't have to. I mean, we still, right. like, Foreman, Foreman was still eating. He was eating the Bengals up. If yeah. you just ride him, if you just would have rolled him in that game, mm-hmm. give him 30 carries like Henry, we, we probably win and we're facing yeah. the Chiefs. I, I mean, so it's, that's, it's just those little small things in those kind of games. But Burks across the middle, it was so funny because I felt like he thought it was going to be high, high and outside. Yeah. And like he was like, oh snap! It's actually in the breadbasket here. So I feel like that's what he's used to. Like he's still got to like get that rookie mentality out of his head. Yeah. Like you don't want it high. You don't want it high coming across the middle anyway, kid. You're gonna get killed. Yeah. You can definitely still see like as well as Tannehill played. There's definitely still like some growing pains with his receivers. Like that picky through, it looked really bad. But if you look at the route Woods ran, Tannehill expected him to cut towards the sideline more and Woods took it further upfield. And so that was just – it's just like miscommunication and like not having that relationship with the other guy and like knowing where the other guy is going to go. And same with, you know, Burks and the rookies. So it is encouraging. And I I tweeted out the stats that like the Titans passing game is ranked so much higher than their run game right now. And it's kind of one of those things like – the teams are just cheating because they know we want to run it with Henry so bad. So like make them pay for it, keep right, doing right. it until they back off and then you run Henry. So right. like, uh, especially with, like our pass blocking, not, not being as well as it, it could be, but um, the pat or the run blocking, the pass blocking was actually okay. Dennis Daly like showed up. I, I was like all the way out on him after he came in for Lawan, but maybe that yeah. full week of practice helped him out. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure somebody's had a conversation with him where they're like, hey, man, listen, like, it's your time right now where you really have a chance to get a roster spot. We don't know what's going to happen with Luan after this year. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those situations where, like, hey, man, like, you really got a chance to, like, make your name for yourself. Just going in and grade solid. You're not going to yeah. be perfect because you're going to be going up against some studs, obviously yeah. coming off of that blind side. But just do what you need to do. And if they put him in a position to where he can – where he doesn't have to go one-on-one when we're facing, like – Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ Water or something crazy mm-hmm. like that. Then I, I mean, the kid held his own, and Tannehill had the time that he needed to do what he needed to do, yeah. and it looked fantastic first half. It was aggressive. We put up the points quick, and then all, and then we go from that, and then all of a sudden our defense is like holding on for dear life once mm-hmm. again. And luckily, you know, Bay came came through big. I saw a lady at Publix here and, uh, when I yeah. after the game. She was like, "I was so glad that Kevin." Stepped up. I was worried about him after you know two years ago. I was like, yeah, I was like, he's fine. Trust me. It's just, it's just he he needs. He, we have to be able to get pressure on the quarterback for him to make yeah. those kind of plays. That one, of course, was a, was lucky because he got tipped up. And I mean, he's going to be opportunistic, which is cool that he got that uh, interception since he's getting it. He got his was getting his on the hundredth. Yeah, on the hundredth game. He yeah. Yeah. yeah, Byron. I still don't think has looked as good as he did last year. I think he's at his best when he can like depend on his cornerbacks. And like when those guys aren't following their assignments, I think he like tries to do too much. 
and doesn't play to the best visibility. And Fulton being back was huge. He looked great, but Terrence Mitchell over on the other side get absolutely worked by Mac Hollins. Like <laughs> that, that man was getting cooked like a well done steak for it. Yeah, it was that was embarrassing. Um, and he's not like a rookie either. He's like thirty years old. Like he. Uh, he, he should he should be able to handle his own a little bit better than he did. I get it's on a short week, um, but it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, if they give Farley like Farley only had one snap, and that's when Christian Fulton got hurt. So, if you're only getting one snap, especially with how much the Titans rotate people, you like got to be in the doghouse, not necessarily for like acting the wrong way, but just not knowing what you're doing. And I think that's at the root of it. And like, I think people are like, oh, he gets burned one time, he's out. I don't think Rabel cares about Farley getting burned. I think there's a lot of plays where Farley just looks lost. And if right. Rabel doesn't think you can do your job, then he's not going to put you out there, right or wrong. I mean, I, I kind of I, I kind of think you just got to let Farley take his lumps. But I bet where Rabel is coming from is that, you know, the, the defense is so intricate. Everybody's working in unison. And if one guy isn't doing his job, the chances for the defense to succeed on a play to basis is pretty low. Right. So he'd rather put in a guy who's knows what to do and then hope he can succeed than rather a guy who doesn't know what he's doing. Cause then the chances of him succeeding are lower. So I kind of get where he's coming from, but at the same time you have this first round rookie who like has barely played since 2019 because of injuries and sitting out for the pandemic, like, you got to do it at some point. Like you can't just w- like get him up to speed playing in the preseason. So I'll be interested to see, you know, if it's a lot more Mitchell this time, or if maybe it's a little bit more of a split against Indy. Yeah. Uh, I'm having a, a brain. I'm having a brain fart, but I was trying to think of the guy's name, but uh, our leading tackler for the past two weeks is a cornerback. What's his name? You know, I mean, uh, McCreary. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's been solid as well. But he's been playing. He's been playing more in the slot, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as a rookie, like the fact that we don't have to talk to him on a week. But I think he had a bad pass interference. Um, but that's like really the only play I can think of through like three weeks that was like glaringly bad. So pretty good on his part. Yeah, um, he's ho- he's definitely holding his own over there. But yeah, oh, I think the Titans got bailed out on a couple things. They I saw a cut up of. Uh, Devonte Adams just being open a bunch oh, of times. Oh, I'm sure Derek I'm sure. are not throwing to him. So I'll take that. You can throw it to Matt Collins instead. That's that's fine by me. Um, there was a there was a bunch of people that were sitting around me that were pissed off when he scored that touchdown. I was like, if you guys thought we were going to leave here without him scoring once, yeah, you out of your minds, guys. Yeah, he, I mean, he's going to get one. I said we're being we're blessed right now with how little they're actually just forcing it to him. They, yeah. they didn't force it. They barely forced it to him. They barely forced it to Wall. I'm like, what is going on? I, I thought for sure. I, this should have been a bet the over game in a heartbeat against mm-hmm. our secondary. I thought that they, I thought Adams was going to get two. Waller was going to bust us up for one. And, and we were going to have to just keep scoring. But the second half, they didn't. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. But I feel like I'm just talking about the negative stuff. I, I do think that the team, I mean, a win is a win. Um, and the way that they looked in the first half was pretty encouraging. Like they didn't give up too much on defense and it's only natural that the, the defense is going to wear down when the offense is not doing anything at all. So, right. um, yeah, I mean, it's just nice to be in the wind column, you know, it's where I think we're still third in the division. Mm-hmm. Um, but big, big one coming up this weekend, Jacksonville randomly looks pretty good. 
So that, that might complicate things a little bit, but getting the win column, they've been doing good things on offense. So it's kind of like one of those things that you hope they can build on going forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jackson, Jacksonville, they, they want to act like they're back or something. I don't know what's going on. I mean, the kid, uh, the Robinson out there come back from ACL and he looks faster than he was. Yeah. Ever. I don't know. Not understand. even ACL and Achilles. Those Achilles, are even like Achilles, well, yeah. even worse. Yeah, I don't know I, how he's doing yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I partially tore mine and I'm I, I can't I can't I don't even try to run full speed anymore. This kid looks like he's running a four one out there. Yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. And <laughs> this is actually, the guy, this is the guy Urban Bench for Carlos Hyde, who I don't think is in the league right now. <laughs> but like it's pretty crazy how good, like I don't think um Peterson is like the best coach in the league by any means, but like he's a competent he coach. He coach and though. so like, it's crazy how just having like a competent coach can make such a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I mean that, which is what's once again, is once one of the reasons that like everybody thinks that we're going to be in every big game because they've seen what Ray has been able to do over his career. It yeah. just puts us in a position where the highs are so high that sometimes we just got to realize, Hey, it can be the best coach in the world. Sometimes the players still got to make plays, yeah. which is why, I like hopefully this week we can kind of iron it out. I mean, they're obviously watching the film where somebody's got to be like, what is happening in the second half that's different from the first half? That first half team definitely can hang with anybody. Yep. So when we go into this Colts game, obviously Matt Ryan actually woke up at it and looks mm-hmm. a hundred times better. Uh, Taylor, Taylor's still Taylor. So we know that we, we got to contain that. And we can't have ourselves a Shaquan Barkley situation like we had week one. So uh, containing Taylor and finding a way to kind of make Matt Ryan make some kind of mistakes are going to be huge in this game. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I can't really get a feel for the Colts. I mean, they come off getting whooped by the Jags and then beat the Chiefs. The Chiefs, um, I will say, like, from what I've seen, I didn't get to watch the game. Um, It seems like they really screwed it up, like, with some of the – go for it situations and then just plays like that left that kept the Colts in it. Like I saw like didn't Chris Jones, like taunt Matt Ryan at like the end of a drive and that advanced it. And the Colts went on to score that one. Oh, I didn't it was like after problem. a sack or something. Yeah. There was like a bunch of, and then the, the kicking situation with Butker being out and all that stuff. Like I, I do think that the chiefs should have won that game, but like you said, the Colts kind of woke up a little bit. Um, so in terms of like the Titans, one thing the Colts did really well last week was defend the run. No, I think, I think I saw Clyde Edwards Hilaire had seven carries for zero yards, <laughs> Wow! which, you know, he's not a Derrick Henry level runner, but um, I think that was the consensus of all their running backs. Like they averaged like two yards a carry. So for a team that's kind of like struggled with the run today, like how are we going to get Henry going? Are we going to do a bunch more screens? You know, the Colts will probably be looking for that. Um, so I'll be interested to see how are we going to continue to try to get the run going or just start leaning. Like, is it time to start leaning on the passing game? I think we're, running, against... we're, running, we're running five wide the whole yeah. game. Henry, yeah. at the, Henry, yeah. Henry at the slot. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's working. I'm not making this five wides, but no. um, the pass game is much more effective than the run game right now. And it's going to be interesting to see how that progresses as the season goes because. The Titans love to run the damn ball. And so, like, how long do you waste, like, trying to get that going versus, like, 
past games working maybe we just need to like reinvent ourselves so. it's crazy it's crazy because derrick henry is the staple of this team but at the same time the way that they played slinging the ball so much in that first half is literally the type of team that the fans have died for for the longest and now that it's happening it's like one of those situations where everybody's kind of like it's awesome we'd like to still see derrick henry go off but that passing game when it was clicking like that the reason that they said we can't win super bowl is because we need a quarterback and now okay. he's slinging the ball all over the place. So I can't really – I can't knock it if it's working. I, mm-hmm. I mean, if he comes in and starts making a few mistakes, and obviously we ain't trying to see that. But right now, I mean, if the plays are in there, we're finding people that are open. Robert Woods – Robert Woods started to look a little healthy. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's some, there's some plays to be made in there. They want to get Burks more involved. But at the same time, I mean – you find some plays to get him open, let him get out in the open field. I mean, he's a strong guy. I'm sure he could be a good yak guy. And yeah. I think we're in pretty good shape. I want Kyle Phillips to get healthy, get back in there so he can do his thing. And then you know you, you know what you're going to get out of Westbrook Akine. I mean, he's good for he's good for about three catches. And he'll get A couple, couple first downs, yeah, that's yeah. all. He's the one guy I feel like that him and Tannehill actually have a pretty good connection. Like, And that's why he's – I think like majority of his catches are on third down because he knows like what spot to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like you said, I think Woods woke up a little bit. He probably just wasn't, I mean, he had a late ACL tear and he's older. So that's going to take a while for him to get his legs under him. And both like, you know, we talked about earlier, just have that relationship with Tannehill. The good thing about Burks is I think he had only one catch, but he ran like the most routes that he's run to date. So like, it's coming. It's, you know, it's not there yet, but he's working his way in. And one of these days he's just going to blow up and it'd be great if it happened against the Colts. Yeah, it would be. Uh, but yeah, I think their, their defensive front is going to give them some problems. We'll see if Daly and NPF hold up again. Um, but the, the run defense is, is definitely going to be stout. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll see exactly what happens. I, it doesn't take a whole lot to get Henry going. So I could, and obviously I think that his game, his mindset right now is figure out a way to kind of, to just get me, get me a hole. Cause I got to do it. Eventually he's, he's, he's got to be tired of seeing it, tired of hearing it. And I know that he wants to do it. And the coach is always one of those games where he's usually good for one crazy run. Yeah. I know that he's, he's expecting it. So uh, they just got to, they got to be able to get him to the second level. He gets the second level, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, uh, the one time he got to the second level against the, against the Raiders, I mean, he busted one, but it's just all about getting him to the second level. So, mm-hmm. uh, without it being, without it taking 25, 30 carries before he gets there, I mean, we couldn't even couldn't even imagine trying to get him that many carries now because I mean, teams have it stuff just shut down. Right. It, it, yeah, it's. I was kind of laughing because you know. <clears throat> Like Downham was rightfully criticized for like that third down conversion attempt against the Giants. Remember, like the end around with Chase. Yeah, yeah. And it is funny to me when people are like, just give it to Henry up the middle. It's not that hard. And then so like Downing did it this time and he gets stuffed like two yards behind the behind the line. Like it's not that simple. And I think it's kind of hard when teams know they're gonna give it to him because our offensive line isn't good enough to like to block our way out of that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. in short yardage, like what, what they're going to want to do. Um, everybody's, but like, Miami, everybody's, everybody's yelling, why do you do play action? Oh yeah. Yeah. 
it's it's whatever doesn't whatever works is great whatever doesn't work is wrong like no matter what it is um but i am encouraged like we talked about they found ways to get him the ball so hopefully you know todd downing's just sitting in the back of the room while tim kelly leads stuff because i think i think that's really the key to our success there so we'll see we'll see i i I don't think we've heard about zach cunningham yet but the fact that his arm was heavily bandaged and we signed Joe Sherbert. I don't know. I think it's Scobert, but I like Sherbert better. Yeah. Um, that's not a great sign for like a linebacker group that's already struggled stopping the run and with facing Jonathan Taylor. So Taylor only averaged like three and a half carries against you know the Chiefs last week, which isn't that good for him. I don't right. think he did. I think his only like good week was week one. So it's either that's going to continue or he's going to revert back. Like this is going to be his bounce back game kind of for Henry. So mm-hmm. if Jonathan Taylor is tearing us up, like Saquon did, that's going to be a tough game to win. Yeah, it is. And then you're going to have to, it's going to have to go back to <laughs> Tannehill kind of doing his thing. I just, I personally feel like that Tannehill is going to have a really good game against the Colts. And, and like in essence of the fact that like, yeah, I want Henry to kind of do his thing, but, I just think as the year progresses that people are just going to be like, we're going to say that Tannehill had one of those seasons where it's like he put us in position where we can kind of stay in games because I just think that he, the way that the offense is looking is kind of revolving around that. I don't know if that is a little bit of just a change in the play call or whatever you want to call it, but his throws are sharp. The receivers are finding spots and and teams are so focused on not letting Henry kind of get loose that it's just, we're taking what they give what they give us, but every once in a while there's a crossing route that's good for 30, 40 yards. Next thing you know, the offense is clicking. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it's sometimes you just gotta you gotta kind of accept the fact that if we gotta get in a spot where we kind of have to come out and throw it on every sing, like on every single down on the drive, it's kind of working. Go play action a couple of times, then that's what we gotta do. Yeah. Wins we gotta get the W is more important than the stat line and I know that everybody wants to see Henry kind of get going but if so if teams are putting eight nine in the box and you only got one safety in the middle they're open yeah I mean I'm gonna look real quick I I think I mean um Mahomes didn't have a super big day against them but they seem to pass the ball relatively easy and then if you look at the Jags the week before I mean Trevor Lawrence went 25 for 30 for 235 and two touchdowns, no interceptions. You know, Christian Kirk kind of had his way. Um, and whereas James Robinson, who we saw had such a good week last week, he only averaged two, like 2.8 yards per carry. Mm-hmm. So I think that run defense is going to be good. So, yeah, you got to hope that they're going to come in to this week with like a, pay, a plan to pass the ball because if we're just – Gonna hope that the run game shows up this week. I don't think that's gonna work. Not, not, yeah. not, no, it doesn't sound like it. Not if they're not if they're holding. It. I'm gonna tell you right now, if they hold James Robinson, then <laughs> I mean Henry get Henry is fast as fuck, but at the but James Robinson is quick man. Yeah, he's and a little bowling ball. Yeah, if he can't even get to the hole, and Henry's big, Henry's big tail and get to the hole, they're shutting that down. So yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, he's got he's only got he's got strength, but. I, and like I said, you got to get to the second level for it to work. And apparently, the Colts' run defense is it this year. So I guess we're gonna have, we're gonna have to find ways to kind of get the passing game kind of going 
and I mean, it, it could be one of those games where Burks has his moment where he can kind of make some plays, get in the end zone, and I mean, we'll see exactly what happens. But yeah, I would say you probably need you probably need twenty eight to thirty passes from Tannehill in the situation if they really are shutting it down. I mean, he's got to step up. Trevor Lawrence, however, I will say that I think that he would finally go. We're finally starting to see the quarterback that we all kind of thought he could be. Yeah. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, like he, he's no. Uh, he is no slouch. He act, he has a coach now. They they kind of got a game plan. They're they're the semi healthy, and I think that now like he's he's able to kind of show off a little bit of that talent. The game's slowing down to him, mm-hmm. and he's able to kind of ball a little bit. Now, I think that I don't think it's any surprise to anybody that he's not a bust. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. So right. that's not a surprise. Yeah, he's definitely not. Um, but I think, you know, if we're looking at the other side of the ball, we, we, you know, we were talking about um, uh, Matt Ryan. I think a, a big key to this week is going to be getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, and so it looks like Bud Dupree might be back, which is going to be huge. Um, and they signed um, – oh, what's his name? They send the guy off like a the practice squad. He used to be on the Bears and the Raiders. He might be help helping out as well. He's kind of like an Autry type guy. He can play all over the line. Okay. But the pass rush needs to be better. You know, we're talking about how the Jags and the Colts were. Um, I think the Jags had five sacks on Matt Ryan. So that's part of the reason why they had so much success is putting pressure on him. He can't move very well. And his wide receivers like Pittman's his best guy. None of those guys are really creating a ton of separation. So I think that's part of the reason why we've seen the secondary struggle so much too, is because we've had zero pass rush. Quarterbacks have had all the kinds of time to get to the ball. Like Autry and Simmons are doing the best they can. And Weaver has had a couple of good moments, but like Simmons is getting like triple teamed at times. So there's only like so much you can do when they don't respect other guys on the line. And so they're comfortable giving Weaver that one-on-one. Uh, but even getting Bud Dupree in the game, that's someone else to think about and can help free up Simmons. So yeah. that's going to be huge if he's able to go. Cause I think that's, that's the reason why um, let's see here. I, I don't think that the chiefs were able to get much pressure on him. Yeah. I, I know that Bud. Uh, Actually they had five sacks too. So oh, there you go then. But there is, I mean, Matt Ryan, still wasn't like super remarkable um but i think yeah we just gotta if the the offensive line for the colts is struggling that much protecting the passer like it kind of reminds me of two years ago remember the offensive line was so bad or the the defensive pass rush was so bad and nothing we'd we'd play teams where like the offensive like i remember playing the bengals who at that time had like all practice squatters and it's like, all right, if we don't get any sacks now, like it's not going to happen. And then they like, they would have given up seven sacks a week before and then stonewall us for zero. So I'm not going to get my hopes up that we're going to have another five sack effort, even though the two previous teams have, but that's something that we're going to have to take advantage of if we're going to win the game. Uh, how much you know about the the linebacker we signed, uh, Joe, uh, I can't say his last name. Sure. Schobert, Sherbert. I mean, he's been a pretty solid player at times. Uh, played for Pittsburgh. Um, I think the Browns, he's solid as far as like, 
you know, t- signing guys off practice squads. That's a pretty good one. Better than like a Terrence Mitchell, Mitchell equivalent. Um, at the very least, like he's an upgrade over Dylan Cole, who actually played. He like made some pretty big plays in for Cunningham last week. He had a couple tips, um, but he's a special teamer. Whereas like Schobert like has started as a linebacker for you know multiple seasons in this league. So just having if nothing else, like a smart guy out there who knows what to do, that that was a pretty good pickup. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I, I did see Bud Debris was talking to. Teron, and he was talking about the increase in intensity for this week. So it sounds like he's practicing. So um, if if we definitely can get him out there, I I'm still extremely impressed with Weaver and yeah. the way that he's kind of been able to kind of he's been able to kind of hold his own. He's been able to make plays, uh, getting pressure late and late downs. I think that he's still he's doing his part for what we yes. need. Um, obviously, you can't replace a you can't replace missing your top leading pass rusher at the same time. But what they've been able to kind of do isn't that bad. They were able to get enough pressure on Derek Carr to kind of keep things going. And I think that going into this week, if we can, if we can get those pressures and we, like I said, we got to force Matt Ryan into making some mistakes. Mm. It's going to be, yeah. it's going to be huge. Making mistakes. And like the secondary just needs to step up. Like you can't get, you know, it's one thing put Fulton on Pittman. He can hopefully slow him down or at least contain him. And, you know, McCreary, I'll be interesting to see if they put McCreary, keep McCreary in the slot or play more outside. Um, I'm trying to even think, I could say of Doolin. I don't, I don't, I'm not super familiar with like the Colts underwhelming wide receivers, but the guy I was going to mention is Alec Pierce, the rookie out of Cincinnati, who I really liked was, you know, ran like, I think just under a four fours, big, fast, mm. And I think he had like 70 yards against the Colts, uh, 60 yards, average 20 yards of reception. So he's kind of in the same, kind of the same build as Mac Hollins was last week, but I think faster, or I don't know, Mac Hollins pretty fast, but same, same type, same type of player. And so if that's the case and they're keeping Terrence Mitchell on it, you know, I can, I would expect them to try and feed Pierce similarly. So it's all going to depend on what that second cornerback, whether it's Terrence Mitchell or Farley's going to do. Because if we're not getting pressure, then Matt Ryan's going to be Matt, – Matt Ryan is is pretty good when he's got enough time to throw the ball. Yeah, he can still sling it around back there. So um, when you're looking at this game, and you, obviously we've talked about a lot when it comes down to it, what do you think the key is going to be to kind of coming out of here with a W? Uh, we're obviously picked we're, – we're underdogs in this and three and a half points – Obviously, it, any bet man knows that you get three points when you're home. So, essentially, a touchdown underdog in this one. So, if you to make up that gap, what do you think we need to do? Um, I, I mean, I think consistent offensive play, right? Like, you got to score points in the second half. Um, you know, I saw someone else post that the Colts have actually been terrible in the first half. So, key's going to be scoring points early again. Um, and then continue to score points because the Colts will mount a comeback eventually. But you can't you can't just put up 21 in the first half and batten down the hatches and hold, hope it holds. Man, so I don't know how they can fix you know making better adjustments. I don't know if like that's just a downing thing he's got to get over, but he hasn't gotten over in almost you know a season and a half here. So outside of like Tim Kelly fully taking over. Um, you got to hope that the defense holds, uh, 
And a big key to that is going to be stopping Taylor and getting pressure on um, Ryan. So I think if they can do those things, I think, I think we'll win the game. Yeah. I, I think the, the play action has to be effective and the secondary has to be tough. It has to be like on their game. I think if we can stop the big plays, not let Pittman get loose mm-hmm. and the play actions there and uh, Tannehill's, Sharp, stay sharp with the ball like he has been. Then I think that uh, I think this game is a little bit closer than what the bookmakers may think it is. I think that the if the Colts lose against the Chiefs in that game that they should have I think lost anyway. That I think that uh, people are probably looking at this game a little different, but because of them coming out and beating the Chiefs when the Chiefs have looked fantastic, I think that that weighs in this game a lot. So yeah. what have you done for me lately, league? And lately, the, I mean, the coach came out with a huge victory, and uh, we were a two-point conversion away from going to OT yeah. against the Raiders in that one. So uh, even if I said the Raiders were one of the best 0-3 teams that I've seen, like mm-hmm. uh, that that game, uh, we handily were, had looked really, really sharp in that game, and in the second half, we disappeared. So that uh, that can't keep happening. Mm-hmm. Or we're gonna find ourselves in tough situations there. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like I, I'm sure you got this the feeling when you were at the stadium. Um, I, you just get that pit in your stomach when you like you like every Titans fan knows when it's happening, right? Like he's yeah. doing so, and it doesn't even have to be like a major play, right? It's just like oh god, here we go, like. When Hooper didn't get that first down, that's when it turned, like, my stomach started turning. I'm like, well, they're going to put together a really big drive, aren't they? And, like, sure enough, they came down, and we got lucky at the end. I mean, uh, it, it was kind of like vintage bend but don't break defense there for a while, like, which mm-hmm. I think Grable wants to do. The only flaw is, like, you have a practice squad cornerback as part of that, and, like, the Mac Hollins was literally the only thing that was breaking the defense. So if you can just, you know, I think that's what's going to happen. I think Taylor's going to get his, and then you get down to the red zone and, you know, Matt Ryan can't move around or make plays with his legs or have the arm to fit it in a tight pocket. It's like, just let them kick field goals with their new field goal kicker and hope, hope that's enough. So right. that's what kind of I expect about the defense It's more bend, but don't break, but hopefully, Less breaking this time. <laughs> yeah, a little less breaking. That's for Dagum sure. Because if you take away that, you take away that interception by Bayard. Yeah, uh, we're in a little, we're in a little spot right there. So, uh, though, but like, but once again, I mean, turnovers in in big positions in big games yep. are how you get wins. So, yeah, win the turnover battle, get pressure, and just just stay sharp, and I think we'll be all right. So, yep, we'll see what happens. All right, score prediction. Uh, let's go 24, 21 Titans, 24, 21 Titans. What's the over under in this thing, which I guess just went against what I was saying with my Ben, but don't break. Uh, <laughs> let's oh, say 24, 23. 20, then you got two field goals. That way. 24, 24, 20. So this is 42 and a half. Mm. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 27, 27, 17 Titans. Ooh, a, he- a healthy double digit win there, huh? That, I, I'm t- yeah, that's what I'm going to go. All right. With. That's what I'm going to go. Right. With. 
I mean, that's that's a that's a TD. I think. Yeah. We'll okay. see that. We'll see what happens. I just, um, I think maybe they they're gonna kind of fix some of those some of those woes in the second half, and then they're gonna be able to kind of they're gonna be able to kind of hold and make some stops in this yeah. game. So uh, I'm not expecting a crazy high score, but we'll see exactly what happens right there. But hopefully they can pull that out, and we can get out of there and kind of get a little bit more confidence in the in the uh, in our division because I, the Jacksonville game has me just as nervous as this game now. I will say, like, Jacksonville looks good and competent and all that, but the, the Chargers were decimated. Like, they've got, like, five to six key players who are hurt. And Her, Herbert still made some nice throws, but that he's definitely in pain and not yeah. himself. So I mean, I'm giving a little asterisk because they lost the Commanders, who suck ass. They beat up on the Colts, and I think the Colts kind of had a fluky game against the Chiefs. So Jacksonville is leaps and bounds better than they were last year. No question about that. Yeah. But I think some of the national media are already running away with, oh, Jacksonville's playoff team. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's pump the brakes. Um, I think they've got, uh, who do they have this weekend? Eagles. That'll be a good test. Oh, oh yeah. Eagles are legit. So yeah. if they if they beat the Eagles, I'll be like, all right, they're they're for real. But the Eagles are punking everybody right now. So. AJ, AJ Brown's gonna have three touchdowns in that game, and then our fans are gonna be like, oh man. Oh, man. If the Eagles win the Super Bowl this year, oh man, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw up yeah, watching AJ Brown lift Lombardi Trophy. Yeah, it's gonna I be will, nasty. It's will, gonna be nasty. I will throw up. I, yeah. it's almost like he's so good, like in the fact that they're throwing the ball a lot, like that works, which yeah. that's what I know I'm getting on a tangent here. That's what drove me craziest when he was here. Like he'd have 120 yards on like six targets. It's like yeah. 12, yeah. 12 and see what happens. Like, yeah. I, bet, I bet it'll be good. So now they're finally do that. We'll see if, you know, his body holds up over the whole year with that kind of workload, but yeah, it's pretty painful. Yeah. Yeah, of course he's playing with a little chip on his shoulder now, so it yeah. him a little bit. He's probably already hurt just as their ball. Yeah. But all right, you know what? It's what it is. We got it. We got to handle our. We got to handle our business, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. But well, guys, anyway, you listen to podcasts. Be sure you subscribe, five star review, follow Titans Unfiltered, Unfiltered at Unfiltered Titan on Twitter. Uh, it's gonna be it's 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 code hate week, so I need everybody to be fired up for this one. It's gonna be a good one. Make sure your beer is cold. Make sure your make sure your game food is ready. I, make sure you're rested for this one because I think we got it. we're gonna have ourselves a barn burner. I tell you right now, it's gonna be another one of those situations where you know if you make keep a couple keep a couple rollays, a couple antacids <laughs> close. Don't get a, I don't want anybody having too much heartburn. No strokes. Take your blood pressure medicine. I take mine now, and then make sure that we're ready for this one because it's gonna be a good one. Um, and if I I think that next week when we get on here. We're going to find out exactly if we can uh, right some wrongs when it comes to that second half team. And I, I expect I want a first half Titan team for four quarters. And until uh, I think that's all I got. So until next time, everybody. Tighten up. Tighten up.